Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast. Zanzizi Zambibi. Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast with yours truly, Red Dead 2023, with my love. Mama Casey. That's right. Hi. We're going to talk about celebrities today. Ooh, yeah. Who are some of your favorite celebrities, if you could hang out with any? Oh, probably. Oh, gosh. Put me on the spot, babe, but let me think. I would like to talk to Sia. She seems real cool. Sia next Tuesday. Is what you would say if you met her on she a Tuesday. She's so gonna... earthy, but she's a singer, like a celebrity on TV. Are you talking about any time, any kind? Well, I get to talk to a celebrity on this podcast. That's fun. I feel special. Do you? No. Yes. <laughs> I feel special. The reality, folks. She's real. Who's your favorite celebrity? <clears throat> I mean, if I if I had my druthers and I had a time machine, I would go hang out with many different people, and it changes weekly. So this week, I think it would be fun to smoke a joint with the Monty Python guys in the from Monty Python and the Holy Grail back in the UK in the six, late sixties, early seventies. Okay, and you would just be their age. In your time machine. I, or this age. Yeah. They might be like, oh, this bugger off. Yeah. English. What would whatever. you, what questions would you ask them? I don't know. I think I'd really just want to be a fly in the wall. Yeah. So I also always said that if I could grab a beer with anybody alive, I always said Bob Odenkirk from Mr. Show. He was also on Better Call Saul and. Saul Goodman on Breaking Bad. What do you like about him? Well, I think he's hilarious. He's produced a lot of stuff. Like the Birthday Boys is one of my favorite skit groups of all time. Seek them out. They're fun to follow. And one of the Birthday Boys does a podcast called Dole Boys with Nick Weiger from Get Played, which is a podcast I love. And I just like their sense of humor. Really? I, I've always liked certain senses of humor and I've gravitated towards them. And I've always been a fan of acting and actors. But this episode specifically is interesting for me because the idea of it was that celebrities who have put out music, but I figure since it's a history podcast, we'd start with the history of celebrities. Oh, I like it. So, in an article at aon.co by Holly Grout, who is an associate professor at the University of Alabama, she says this about celebrities. In his novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray, 1891, Oscar Wilde teased, quote, there is only one thing in the world worse than being talked about, and that is not being talked about. When he wrote those words, Wilde was at the pinnacle of his fame and from the beginning of a romantic scandal that would make him infamous, frequently disparaged, but equally admired for his provocative prose and flamboyant posturing, it is not surprising that Wilde would attract public attention by his controversial love affair with Lord Alfred Douglas. Don't, don't, do It was it, uh, Oscar Wilde, Irish fella, also, I believe, was a homosexual. No issue there, but when I was in Ireland, I did get to see some of the Oscar Wilde landmarks, which were very cool. Nice. As I said, he was 
This larger-than-life personality eclipsed his professional reputation. One of the period's most eccentric, charismatic, and recognizable figures, Wilde experienced more fully than most the privileges and perils of being talked about. That is to say, Wilde knew well the power of celebrity. If you could get... If you were a celebrity for a day, is there anything you would do? Like, say, like... Well, okay, I'm... I'm somebody who I love the spotlight when I'm with close friends um, and I love joking around with them and that's that's fun but I don't particularly like to be front and center in front of a whole crowd hold on my dog's having a seizure but I don't think that I would like to be a celebrity you don't think you would like to be a celebrity because I just want to walk around towns and not have to autograph, take pictures, selfies every five seconds. I think that would get old and I would feel bored. Like, gosh, they don't even know me. This isn't real. They don't know me. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and what is that, according to this article? Why do we think of Wilde as a celebrity but not, say, Sir Isaac Newton... What exactly is celebrity, and when did celebrity as we know it emerge? How does celebrity differ from other categories of recognition, such as fame or renown? Celebrity distinguishes itself from other forms of public approbation because it centers on the individual personality and their seemingly immortal perfection. Celebrities offer us escape from the mundane. They entertain us. They give us pleasure or help us express our pain. And they're all too human in perfection. They reassure us about our own shortcomings, foster a sense of belonging, and remind us that struggle is simply a condition of the human experience. Celebrities reflect our personhood. They show us who we are, but they also charm us with illusion, showing us whom we want to be. Yeah. The origins of celebrity are so contested because they are vastly different definitions of the... There are vastly different definitions of the term. I mean, now we have TikTok stars, YouTube stars. I mean, one of the girls that I knew during my single days now has close to 20,000 Twitter followers just because she occasionally posts a Snapchat filter of herself online. Wow. You know, it's if you're hungry for it now, celebrity can be achieved easily by downloading a free app. Especially if you know exactly what to throw out there for, say, people who are starved for attention yeah, I was and gonna... need that that other side of interaction. And you could you could argue that by doing a podcast, in some ways, I'm seeking some sort of validation. But realistically, it's an outlet, much like having yeah, a band is. I think I think it's different wanting to share yourself with the world versus you're very very greedy for all of the power of attention right and attention though is something that we want it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword we want it but yet we don't want to feel validate me validate me but you don't even know me but so who is are the, you validating? Isn't the b- best validation when you appreciate oneself, when you love oneself? Isn't that the kind of validation that everyone should seek? Or is there really yeah. a validation that I don't even know of that's somewhere beyond a mushroom stem and a cap that I'll find one day oh, at the yeah. bottom of a desert somewhere? I. It is interesting to think, like, why... Why do we crave attention? Just, I want to be a loving mirror to you, and I want you to be a loving mirror to me, you know, all that stuff. Right. And I definitely want to be a loving mirror to you. Just then saying. Tell me some news, baby. You're hot. You're burning up. I can't even look at you. It's true. You're so pretty. Oh, shut up. Anyways. <laughs> The origins of celebrity are so contested because they are vastly different definitions of the term. But by using these words interchangeably, fame and celebrity, we ignore the particular historical context through which they evolved. Derived from the Latin fama, F-A-M-A, fame was first connected through Virgil's epic poem, The Aeneid. 
to Roma, the goddess of rumor and spreader of news, who used, quote, her wings and her multiple mouths to tell all. The word fame passed through Old French and Middle English to connote, connotate the, uh, I don't know what that word means, sorry. By the 13th century, an in individual's public estimation and by the 14th century one's popular acclaim i still have the multiple mouth winged creature in my head so i'm <laughs> today i took a nap and when i woke from it i said we have to get to the grand guignol i said some weird word i've, I've never said in my life but i remember i was asleep at the start of the sentence and by the end i was awake with my arm clenched in the air you do a lot of arm movements in your sleep <laughs> You would know. Yeah. Concerned as fame was with the heroic actions and meritorious deeds of charismatic heroes and so-called great men, it became a status reserved for the exceptional few. Alexander the Great, Charlemagne, Marco Polo, Plato, Aristotle, Leonardo da Vinci, Jean, de, Jean of Arc, and so on. But fame also concealed a sinister sibling in the shadows, waiting in the wings to take center stage, the infamous... Across time, a litany of despots, criminals, and wrongdoers from Nero, Caligula, Attila the Hun, Jesse James, and the Marquis de Sade, down to Rasputin, Matahari, and Charles Manson, would rival the venerated for popular attention. Spawning narratives that titillated and terrorized a public fascinated by the dark side of human nature. The infamous loomed large in the collective imagination as renegades, deviants, and rogues, notorious villains, articulated the sardonic and enlivened the macabre. You know, I had a weird thought today about people who like those um, <clears throat> murder mysteries or just a lot of dark stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, it's not always about the killing and the murder. People love a good mystery, and those stories often come with like different twists and turns, and you got to figure out what happened. And um, yeah, pe people like to think. Well, about I mean, that. we do. We like to watch those together. We like to. I yeah, mean, but I, I didn't watch any of that kind of stuff before I met you. None, zero. Zip. Why do you think that is? Because Just I was because in the land of happy and want to be rainbows and good vibes all the time because that's like my nature so I didn't understand why anybody would want to listen to those podcasts it was almost disturbing but when I think of it as like oh it's not the obsession of all this dark stuff it's really a complex puzzle that people like to well I think out. it's important to also realize that not all stories end happily well and, i'm and, still in denial about that so <laughs> well, there's there's a way to learn and make peace in oneself i think that's part of why as we get older we reserve less and less fear to death some some do some don't right but a lot of it has to do with growing up and accepting responsibility we're born so we accept responsibility that one day we too will pass to the earth so it's like but if you're not a celeb your name will just rot in the dirt i just worry some celebrities they freeze frame the second they hit that pinnacle yeah where it's like oh shit so, and know? sometimes they freeze uh freeze frame when they are uh childhood fame childhood famous kids mm -hmm. and those celebrity kids are nine years old and they're weird when they're 50 right because they're when they froze when they're eight they turn 50 and they're still eight i know it. That's but they're an eight-year-old with cuss words and an addiction to <laughs> prescription drugs or illegal drugs well, Can, they gotta cope somehow that's true some do it with diet coke and some do it with Anonymous furry sex, dressing up like Garfield and banging Odie. Why are you telling our business on the streets, babe? I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, rain it in. More ambiguous than fame and infamy is celebrity, which derived from the Latin cele celebrem. C-E-L-E-B-R-E-M. Celebrum? Celebrum. 
a word that implied both the celebration and the potential crowding, perhaps we say mobbing, of an individual. Fame could be bestowed upon an individual because of her good deeds, but also because of her elevated hereditary position. The queen was famous simply because she was queen. You're my queen. I'm famous. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when I see you. (sighs) She made coffee. Babe. <laughs> I know it. Okay. Relying as it does upon a measure of external scrutiny, however, celebrity implied a reciprocity between the esteemed and the public that made it con- less a designation and more a process of negotiation. Unlike fame and renown, which connotate connoted respect and reverence, celebrity coming into popular use in the 18th century aroused suspicion. It strove for legitimacy and struggled against critiques of excess and superficiality. Celebrity was collectively constituted and mediated in ways that fame was not. Fame needed a notable person. Celebrity required a judicious audience. Pointing to such examples, some scholars have located the birth of celebrity in the late 18th and 19th centuries. They have argued that it it was this period that not only produced exceptional personalities, but also provided the structural conditions necessary for facilitating the development of a fully realized celebrity culture. Reflected in the new field of biography, the popularity of people in the proliferation of memoirs and the appearance of human interest stories and obituaries in daily newspapers, this period fostered a new concept of the self that championed the individual with an expanding public sphere where more people than ever before could read and take part in the public conversation. I have a question for you. What's that? Um, I'm just thinking about the people who their only motivation to become famous is because they're deathly afraid of people forgetting their name and who they are that they that they existed i would say some people just do it for the art of well that, entertainment. that could that that's also kind of a serial killer thing <laughs> tell me that's more. how they get their, oh famous like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well like in the in the case of say someone like btk who is one of the scariest serial killers he wrote a letter to the press and was literally saying like, you don't understand me because I'm under the influence of Factor X. Factor X, much like Ted from the West Coast and H.H. Holmes of Chicago and Son of Sam of New York. <laughs> it's such a cheap way to get famous. It's a terrible way to get famous. It also shows that... It's not creative. It's not creative and it was somebody who... Again, and and this is another thing that that I get frightened of with celebrity, is the ego is so big, depending upon how antisocial someone is, and also how misinformed someone is, and say they end up also being a sociopath. Paranoid delusions that can get that can get very dangerous. That's also part of what is scary about people who have addictions who reach celebrity, or who have un. Un, have been unable to control desire and balance properly when given the type of level of celebrity. I think nowadays we have things, we have support, we have in some ways in a capitalistic society, we have ways for you to take advantage and also hopefully get help. So it's it's it but is it it's still take a double edged sword. That Amy Winehouse and Kurt Cobain and all these kids that died young, the dude from immortalized Park, immediately. Yeah, I mean, there's and even when Michael Jackson died, even though like things have come out about him, there and in Whitney Houston future episode, like sh- those people, their interests skyrockets when they die. So even if. Even if you say go, okay, well... I feel like Whitney had it already in her life. Well, she was struggling. Like her her last few years, she died in, 
I think it was 2014. Again, we'll, I don't have all the information, so we'll have to wait till we get to that episode. But like she in her last years, like she had like a real come to Jesus when she was in a movie because she had a trailer and she had a routine and she was sober. Yeah. But the second she had to go back to the dark shadows of her own home and confront things that say weren't yeah. fixed ever or never were going to be. That's painful. Yeah. That's a terrible way for somebody who maybe had the greatest singing voice of all time. See that episode when it comes out. So perhaps no one mastered the phenomena of creating and publicizing 19th century personalities more effectively than the American showman P.T. Barnum. Future episode. A clever entrepreneur and shrewd promotions man, Barnum used his museum, circuses, and traveling company productions to launch the careers of newcomers such as the two-foot-tall General Tom Thumb and the opera singer Jenny Lind. Was his last name Thumb? T- yeah, Thumb. T-H-U-M-B. Fresh. But I mean, if you're going to be, if you're going to embody that, like if I'm going to be the anthropomorphized human version of a cartoon character, but in real life... um. Gotta wear Fuck the whole it. cloak. Change the name. Gotta do it. You know, just saying. Fits. So uh, he championed uh, Jenny Lind, opera singer, whom we build as the Swedish Nightingale. That's what you are in the night when you sing to me. Rather than focus solely on talent, Barnum exploited Thumb's small stature and showcased Lynn's sweet temperament and foreignness. He then used the media and the marketplace to transform both performers into international sensations, into celebrities well i don't want to read this all verbatim i want to give props to the article which will be linked in the description of the episode because this is a great read and it tells us a lot but that's just kind of a history of celebrity and it's interesting to me so without further ado we are going to take a break and when we come back well the episode's called celebrities with albums so I got to play you some songs and a little game where you're going to guess which celebrity is singing that tune. Babe, I'm still hooked. Hook, hook. <laughs> I'm still hung up on you saying that I am a Swedish when I am a strong black woman. Oh, that's true. Maybe we'll have to do a future episode on why I have that in my soul. Bye. We'll be back. That's the crowd cheering for you. Second segment time. It's time to talk about celebrity singing. It's just me when I see you in my heart. So the ones that started out as actors Mm -hmm. and then formed a garage band? Basically. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything. Here's your first band by a celebrity. See if you can guess who it is. Oh, I'm horrible at these guessing games, but I will try my best. Good. Because technical difficulties, mouse clicky click. So this this was an actor? Mm-hmm. Or actress. Or actor, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know what P- is PC anymore. Hundred percent Scully from X Files. 
Jill, you think this is Jillian Anderson? I am picturing Jillian Anderson in my brain. Really? I am. You are now too. No, I'm not. Because this is Jada Pinkett Smith's band, Wicked Whoa. Wisdom. That's I was right. Wrong, wrong. Wicked Wisdom is an American new metal band from Los Angeles, California, formed by Jada Pinkett Smith in 2002. Oh, man. Well, she doesn't sound bad. I was thinking she's more looked like Avril Lavigne, but... The music video looks like a Queen of the Damned, like, circa music video with, Interesting. like... I know a lot of people would be like, of course the first word in her band is wicked because she's such a wicked woman that she makes her husband slap people. True. Number two. That was a cool music video, too, of Jada's. Good job, Jada. I'm proud of you. What's the spooky stuff? I think it's just a lead-in to build suspense. My suspense is building one note. Pack my bags. At a time. Last night, pre-flight. Zero hour. Babe, this is not a song. 9 a.m. So prelude to it. And I'm going to be... Who is this? Do you know? Why is he still acting and not having a band? As a kite by then. Why is he giving us a monologue? Rap it, at least. Oh, miss the earth so much. Eeyore? It's Eeyore. <laughs> Knew it. No. This is Captain Kirk. This is William Shatner. He did a spoken word album. Wow. He just had to let it out. <laughs> um, such a he is just acting tired. Okay. This is. He's just chain smoking. I, 92 right, now. Let's hear, let's hear the chorus. And I think it's going to be. Oh my God. Please turn this off. What is this? He just wants to do spoken word with some Elton John in the background. I don't get it. I don't get it. Stick to your day job. Captain Kirk. What's this bullshit? It's just loading. Oh my gosh. We're fired. We are fired. Well, I got too many damn jobs anyway. All right. I'm gonna get my cowgirl boots on, baby. I mean, it's got a kind of a nice. Almost 90s country. All right. I mean, it's kind of Jerry remind- Lewis. Oh, well, who who is it? Do you have any guess? Yeah, I'm picturing in my mind. Oh, what's that celebrity's name? He was like the main character in Greece. John Travolta. John Travolta. I could I could see that. Um, no, this is David Hasselhoff. Jump in my car. Oh my! Get my bikini on, babe. It's red. It's one piece. Yeah, he's actually charted in his home country of Germany like multiple times. Like he's he's considered like a legit god. He's He's a celebrity god. I mean Wow. He even dresses up as if he's on Baywatch in the music video. He is like everybody's embarrassing dad, but yeah, I guess I have a cool dad, but he's old, so he can never be cool ever. (laughs) Never one time. I think, I think, <laughs> I don't know what I think. I think it's, I think I've yelled jump in my car oh my and God. thought of this song a million times because I've known about this for a while. Have you? Yeah. Wow, that was a little treat. I don't think you're going to get this one. Well, I'm going to try to picture somebody in my head. Oscar the Grouch first comes to my mind, baby. 
I've been real dirty <laughs> lately. Hold on, let me let me hear the clue. is from the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. Released in September 30th, 1986 by Epic Records. Yeah, 100%. Hmm. Is it, okay, is it is it some, like, Days of Our Lives soap opera male I'll give celeb? you a hint. Okay, what? Miami Vice. That's not a hint for me. I don't watch I that know, boy yeah. stuff. It's Don Johnson. Okay, His I don't even know His debut album, is. Heartbeat. I don't know. That's, I'm bad That's at why this I said game. I didn't think you were going right, to be. Right. It's okay, honey. You honey, don't have... I'm not used to not winning. Okay. <laughs> so it's Heart, hard. Heartbeat is the debut studio album by American actor and singer Don Johnson, released on September 30th, like I said, by Epic Records in the U.S. The album peaked at number 17 on the Billboard 200. That's a number. The bill, uh, the title track of the album that we're listening to peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot Five or One Hundred. Oh yeah, because it's so opera eighties. Every girl's gonna melt as she crims. I'm sure there were a lot of women. There were a lot of women who watched Miami Vice who picked that up. Maybe even my mom. Next one. This is good. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Feeling this. Can't help but feel Can't help but feel this one. R&B, baby. Let's go. Excuse me for a minute while I lighten the mood. Just clap with me like the lightning do. Yeah. A bit of soul food that you be It's real smooth. Hold on. Right now, with another coat of wax on the ride. For a minute, put the beef and the gas to the side. Do you have any guesses? Does that name sound... The, the, okay, the let voice? me guess. Oh, it, it, okay. It a little bit sounds like when Steve Urkel went hot. Is it him? It's not no. Steve. This is John Cena. What? I'm always wrong. John Cena? Get it, boy. Actually, before he was a wrestler... He loved to do like 80s, 90s hip hop. Wow. And this is a cut. Well, one of his. He got me feeling it, and that feels like a huge trick. Like when you bite into a chocolate chip cookie and you're like, oatmeal again? And a fucking raisin. My God. Next. This is so bad. But whatever. It's fine. We're vibing. It's the 80s. There's a hint. I think you can kind of hear it in his voice. 80s, it's a dude. Okay, it sounds like Sting, but it wasn't... It's, oh, it sounds like Black Sting, doesn't it? It's not. He's also not black. It's a man not black in the 80s. It's okay. And he's an actor. Yes. They're all actors. All right. Well, I give up. Who is it? Bruce Willis. Wowie. Wow. That's a good one. This is That's a mind bender. He definitely had a had a thing about making music but this album is rated super low when it comes and got, to and he has a great message respect yourself look at him spreading the good word i mean but nobody liked it not so really it didn't make the charts uh, he he had this um place is dead bruno what the f- his nickname was bruno the album was called The Return of Bruno. These actors always have to have these speaking parts. It's, it's a thing. Uh, but he 
Not leaving his singing career behind completely during the early 90s, Bruce and his then-wife Demi Moore invested in the Planet Hollywood chain. He he was married to Demi Moore when he was singing this bullshit? No, he was not. I thought that was like long under his resume. Nobody finds it and Demi didn't know. (laughs) When I eventually... Divorce! (laughs) All right, next one. (laughs) Divorce, babe. All right. I'll give you a couple hints. Again, 80s, hero, similar in the style of Bruce Willis. Honey, I'm in a gospel choir right now. This just sounds like something that... Here in a coffee shop. I was just falling in love. I was just gonna ask you, who did I just fall in love with? Steven Seagal. He's a fucking predator, so please don't. Oh, it's I'm getting close. (laughs) Stay away. His rapid fists. Right into my heart. No, he Steven Seagal also had a band. Or was I mean now he's in Russia, but he had an album called Songs from the Crystal Cave. It was the debut album from actor, musician, and martial artist Steven Seagal, released in 2005 on non-solo blues and Warner Strategic Marketing. So this is probably the most digestible song. Um, Seagal is credited one. with lead vocals, rhythm, and lead guitar, and appears on the cover and throughout the liner notes, emotively playing and posing with a guitar. I like the lyrics. It's it took the, you know, just say yes, dear. To all you gotta say is, honey, it's all right. <laughs> the style can be described as quote outsider country meets world music meets aikido. More like R and B meets the roots of folk. Next one. This is a live recording. I'm going to be shocked, but if you get it, wow. This is a song about a friend of mine's baby. Her name is Isabel. Do you recognize that voice? Hold on. This is the 90s something in the 90s. <laughs> this is 80s 90s action star again. This is Keanu Reeves. Oh my. He plays bass and played in a band called or played in a band called Dog Star. I'm not sure oh if they're God, still around. Oh my right, it's Keanu. You can kind of hear it more in the beginning, like listen to the crowd freak out. That's him. Yeah. You're right. You can kind of tell his nuances. He's just a nice guy, and his friends asked him to be in a band, so. And he's so kind. He's like, I'll do it. Sure. Well, I'd love to play the piano. Or, well, bass. I'll learn the piano one day. Now, this band is tricky because this is a huge celebrity if you're a Wes Wes Anderson fan. Um, I love this song. I do, too. This is from, was the title track to a show called The O.C., which many people will recognize. But also, the celebrity in question in this band is the drummer, but he sings backup. That is Jason Schwartzman's band, Phantom Planet. It's such a good one to listen to with your windows rolled down on a sunny, sunny summer day. 
He's 42 now. Wow. I didn't realize he was older than me. I always thought we were the same age. I love him in Rushmore. He's incredible. He's pretty much predominantly in Wes Anderson movies. From He had a great show called Bored to Death on HBO, which everyone should check out. Next. Sorry, I just really had to dance <laughs> to that last part. Ooh, babe, you know I love reggae so much. This is how I cook in the kitchen, my friends. a white guy. No. Thank God. singer it wasn't bad i wasn't bad is what i'm gonna say about it i i would say the ones that have surprised me the most other than the ones that i knew like phantom planet and um uh david hasselhoff like they're not terrible the production value is great like there's there's a way they get through it like this this I could see us dancing to at like walking down the street at like a festival. Oh yes. Yes. Um No, I think I could tell I didn't like it when I said please tell me this isn't a white guy because I was already trying really hard to picture somebody cool. But it was I was having a hard time. I was like, who embodies this? Yeah. He's got his Snoop Dogg on this track too, so I mean, he knows who to. Baby, that's how you network. He knows who to call. Next up, got that little bit of studio banter going on while this song starts. Is this the same song? No. (laughs) Gotta tell the people. So with the, sorry. This is very this simple is, lyrically. Gotta get to the chorus here. I can't wait. We're in an elevator. And I believe it changed inside you too. Yeah, Angelina. Can you feel it? Watch the angels as they're dancing up above. This is Billy Bob Thornton singing a song called Uh, Angelina. Oh, that's cute. I don't want to admit how I I can't hold it in. You see how I like it. I can't even pretend. I really like that. See, so now I know one day when I write a song called Catherine and do it in the alt rock country vibe, you'll melt. You're gonna you're gonna work on the story. I think I don't want to hit into a wall and then. I met you on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, now you're spilling the real beans. Things weren't gonna be the same anymore, Katharina. Look at you. Have you seen her? Me. 
You know how your your head gets all flooded with crazy hormone drugs and you feel like you're completely high all the time with that new love feeling mm-hmm. in your brain? Um, it's so funny to hear in this this lyric, he's like, oh, I'm falling in love with you and then I can see angels because he is tripping out. Yeah, well, there, were, right there was religion. a 20-year difference between Jolie and Billy Bob when they met on the set of the drama Pushing Tin in which they played a married couple. They secretly became husband and wife in real life in 2000 during a trip to Las Vegas. The actor was still engaged to Laura Dern at the time. And then they went on to wear each other's blood. I remember that. Angelina's very pretty. Next up. People say we got it made. Don't they know we're so afraid? Solution We're afraid to be alone Everybody got to have a home Solution Just a boy and a little girl Trying to change the whole Sing it, Johnny Depp. Oh my gosh, really? Yep. The world is just a little town. Everybody trying to put us down. That's right. Prior to his acting career, Depp was a guitarist. Till he lost his thumb a couple this, years ago. This song is only two years old. It's a Jeff Beck cover. Just, just after us. Featuring Jeff Beck, I'm sorry. It's a John Le- uh, John Lennon classic. Dude knows how to rock out. Prior to his acting career, Depp was a guitarist and has later featured has later featured on songs by Oasis, Shane McGowan, I- Iggy Pop, Aerosmith, Marilyn Manson, and the new Whoa. Basement Tapes, among others. He also performed with Manson at the Revolver Golden Gods Awards in 2012. Depp played guitar in the soundtrack of his film Chocolat and Once Upon a Time in Mexico and has appeared in music videos for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, The Lemonheads, Avril Lavigne, Paul McCartney, he was also a member of P, a musical group featuring butthole sur- surfer singer Gibby Haynes, Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea, and Sex Pistols guitarist Steve Jones. In 2015, Depp formed the supergroup Hollywood Vampires with Alice Cooper and Joe Perry. The band also includes Bruce Whitkin, his friend from the 1980s bands. Uh, the Kids, Hollywood Vampires released their self-titled debut studio album in September 2015. In 2020, Depp released a cover of John Lennon's Isolation, which we're listening to, with guitarist Jeff Beck, and stated that they would be releasing more music together in the future. Beginning in May 2022, Depp joined Beck on stage, Jeff Beck on stage, for a number of concerts in the United Kingdom, where Beck announced they had recorded an album together. Their joint record titled 18 was released on July 15th, 2022. Depp also accompanied Beck. Right after all those trials, right? Yeah. Jeff Beck's an awesome guitar player. Actually, R.I.P. Now that I think about it, I think Jeff Beck died. Yeah, he died 10 January 2023. That's sad. Yeah, I I've been a fan of Johnny Depp singing since I saw him in Sweeney Todd. Wait, when did you say he died? Jeff Beck died. Yeah. What, uh, 10 the... January 2023. Oh, January 10th. I thought, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. But he was, uh, that's a future episode, Jeff Beck. Next. 
Let's see if this Johnny is... Depp got a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. This is Oceanway Studios in Los Angeles, one of the oldest recording studios in Hollywood. I don't think and you'll get this. This corridor has been trodden That's by okay. some of the greatest musicians of all time. We have here the chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Count Basie, Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, Quincy Jones, Dizzy Gillespie, Nat King Cole, and yes, I made it. It's like death metal. That would be awesome. popular show house he is a english actor comedian writer and musician he's got a real good voice laurie took piano lessons from the age of six he sings and plays the piano guitar drums harmonica and saxophone sounds like a talented fella that house i think he's got aids just rub his head on an orange he'll be all right Next up. Baby, I've never been on a helicopter. <laughs> I see you. There's those shoulders that I love. Justin Timberlake. This is a girl, and she is white. Oh. This is Lindsay Lohan. Whoa. That's right. An American actress and singer born July 2nd, 1986 in New York City and raised on Long Island. Obviously, she was a regular on the television soap opera Another World at age 10 with her breakthrough in Walt Disney Pictures' film The Parent Trap. And Mean Girls. Freaky Fridays, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Mean Girls was a sleeper hit. Lohan signed with Casablanca Records and released two studio albums, The Platinum Certified Speak and Gold Certified A Little More Personal. This song is called Rumors. I can't. It slaps. It does. I wouldn't listen to it, but I like listening to it right now. I'm not going to. Next up. Oh, cover your butt. It's a banjo. first in The Giving Tree. He got chopped down and he's a banjo now. 
I don't really know what that means, but okay. This is Steve Martin. I haven't even heard him. It, he doesn't. It's, There's no voice. That's why I said it must be a banjo. It's okay, Emily. He, you didn't know he had a band? I, they, I'm not they, here. He's just playing an instrument. He's not singing. Instrumental banjo band. Yes. Well, I'm proud of him. He enjoys it. He's actually gotten like awards for it too. Steep Canyon Rangers have recorded nine solo albums plus two collaborative albums with Steve Martin. Steep Canyon Rangers performed as a quintet for nearly a decade before intermittent touring began as a sextet with Steve Martin. The band still performs in both configurations. If I got married in like a valley and I was a hippie, I would have this as my like wedding reception music in the field. I mean, I'd get down to this. Yeah. Drinks all around. I could eat corn on the cob and potato salad. Flower halos. Next. I'm going to guess this is my favorite of all of them. In 2006, Scarlett Johansson sang the track Summertime for Unexpected Dreams Songs for the Stars, a nonprofit collection of songs recorded by Hollywood actors. She performed with the Jesus and Mary chain for a Coachella reunion show in Indio, California, and in April 2007, the following year, Johansson appeared as the leading lady in Justin Timberlake's music video for What Goes Around Comes Around. She is awesome. And I really love Scarlett Johansson. I do too. She's a sweetie. In May 2008, Johansson released her debut album, Anywhere I Lay My Head, which consists of one original song and ten cover versions of Tom Waits' songs and features David Bowie and members from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. We just watched a documentary called Meet Me in the Bathroom with Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Highly recommended. Yeah, I would assume that if I listened to one of her albums, I would enjoy it. She also... in September, hear her big lips as she's singing, and it's mm-hmm. so cool. In September 2009, Johansson and singer-songwriter Pete Yorn released a collaborative album, Breakup, inspired by Serge Gainsbourg's duets with Bridget Bardot. The album reached number 41 in the U.S. In 2010, Steel Train released Terrible Thrills Volume 1, which included their favorite female artists singing songs from their self-titled album. Johansson is the first artist on the album singing Bullet. Well, she gets an A+. is the debut album by American media personality and singer Paris Hilton. 
Whoops. It was released. (laughs) You do that really good. It was released on August 14th, 2006 by Warner Brothers Records. The entire album was posted on AOL Music, becoming available for online stream eight days before the scheduled physical release date. After being signed to the label in 2005, Hilton began working on the album with producer Rob Cavallo, who was originally set to produce the entire record. They recorded the song Screwed, which was intended to be the lead single. However, after meeting with producer Scott Storch, Hilton decided to change the musical direction of the album and record more hip-hop and R&B-influenced songs. She collaborated with other producers, including Fernando Garibay, J.R. Rodham, Dr. Luke, and Greg Wells. Musically, Paris is a pop album that is influenced by hip-hop. It also incorporates elements of reggae, soul, pop rock, and R&B. I just want to do a disclaimer that I called Punky Brewster Moon, but her name is actually Sun in French, which is... Uh, oh, gosh, what is it? What? what is Sun in French? La Flamme. No, Soleil. Oh, Soleil. That's true. Next. And this will be the last one. Another 90s guy. Can you give hints about like what he acted in? A TV Think Mel Gibson like. Who's he singing with? That you love me. Chrissy Hind. Makes me strong. From the Pretenders. You couldn't be anything near. You couldn't be anything close to me. I engender in you fear. Fear to believe that it's meant to be. All right, who is it? Russell Crowe. Okay, I can see that. And and for me, for me, creepy mm-hmm. uncle vibes. Okay. <laughs> I, I like him now though because he's just, just kind of let himself low, go. I'm lusty. I'm very handsome, and you want me? Voice where it's like, I think my uncle's drunk again. I appreciate the fact that he does it. I mean, he likes to sing. Obviously, in Les Mis, he was the he played the villain, but he had to sing quite a bit, and that was a good movie. And he did a decent job. The singing wasn't that great, but he's amazing in Gladiator. This didn't sound too bad. No, I'm probably being super judgmental. No, it's okay. Well, honey, this also, isn't a review show, and you didn't you've never heard all these people sing before. Well, and I want to just say. You get my raw thoughts for free, so you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But um, I really think that anybody who is passionate about any project and they actually freaking do it, uh, they're a celebrity in my heart. I believe you. Anyways, that's been your episode. Thanks we for listened this. to celebrities. You, this singing. is awesome. And I like that you made all of that up, um, put it all together. Well, I mean,. My thoughts was it was just something interesting and it's commonly Googled. So why not do an episode on it? A quick one, two, and we're done. So thanks for checking us out. Please subscribe. Click all the links that are in the description for this video. But also I just want to give a shout out to the Twitch. I've been streaming. If there's time, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 7 to 10, somewhere in there, you'll get a little alert if you follow Oceanic 101, twitch.tv slash Oceanic 101. That's where they're gaming. And maybe if you're lucky, you'll be able to join me and my lady in some Jackbox or What the Dub. Babe, do you have anything you want to mention? Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thanks for listening. Rate and review, and you'll get a shout out. We love you very much. And that's your episode. We'll see you again soon.
Got a permit for those guns? I've got your permit right here.